0: the Hollow Sky Podcast. I am one half of your host, Stephen. And I'm Kyle. How's it going, Kyle? It's going. Thanks, everybody, for tuning back in, coming to hang out with us on this fine, what will be Monday afternoon, probably, when this drops.
1: No. Never mind. They're released at
0: midnight on Monday. So, yeah,
1: whenever. So, the very extreme first thing.
0: Yeah. We're going to jump in to... A little, I like to call it a grab bag episode. I believe me and college is going to talk about different things. Go down the rabbit bit. hole. But first, you know the deal. We've got to plug the business. So check us out at all of our social medias Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Hollow Sky Podcast. Search us, find us, interact with us. Just have a good time. Stay weird. If you have a scary story, how can they get that to us, a paranormal experience?
1: You can email it to us at hollowskypodcast at gmail.com or you can call in to the hotline, which is one 877 800 or 4656 instead of hollow, Or you can use your smartphone and go to the voice memo app and record it on there and then just email it to us
0: that's all it takes we'll feature it on a future episode yep also if we have any Apple podcast or iTunes listeners please pop on over to our podcast page and rate and review us because um, the more 5 star ratings we get the higher up a chart that pushes us and the easier we are to find if you leave us a nice little review we will gladly shout you out on a future episode so please try and do that also share us. Yes. With all your weird friends. Please share us. Anybody who's into the paranormal, give us a shout out. Copy a link. Help us out. It'd be dope.
1: Yep. All right, before we get into the actual episode for the evening, we are gonna play a phone call from you. Now this this particular set of phone calls is kind of like a three part thing. They left three different stories, but they all kind of run in unison it's, but uh this call in particular is on a another type of cryptid one that we haven't had any we haven't touched on the subject or anything yet but this call is on Thunderbirds
0: we definitely dig our cryptid calls so if anybody's seen anything abnormal to the area please uh, let us know
1: yeah and this this takes place in Carrollton Illinois
0: Which isn't that far away, Kyle.
1: Not at all. It's about a 15-minute drive.
0: Just a hop, skip, and a jump, if you will.
1: Yep. So uh, here we go. We're going to play this for you.
2: Get it. When I was about 10 to 12 years old, maybe younger, a friend of mine and I decided to go camping. We loaded up my dad's lawnmower trailer with all the camping gear and headed out. He was on a bike and I drove the garden tractor to the section of woods behind our high school. From what I remember, there were no thunderstorms or rain in the forecast. Otherwise, neither of our parents would have let us go. We woke up to the tornado sirens going off. We got up, got our shoes on, and ran out of the woods. I saw my dad sitting in his van about 100 to 150 yards away. He was on his way to work that morning and wanted to make sure we were safe we ran towards him i remember hearing this loud screeching to my left and when i looked over my shoulder in the direction of the screeching i saw this bird this was no regular bird it was halfway up the tree because the top of the tree wouldn't hold the weight of it right after i saw it it took off and each flap of the wings the trees around it blew with each flap I remember a few distinct ribbons coming off of its head and it was very dark, possibly having a blue tint. It wasn't until my wife listened to my story and showed me a picture of a thunderbird did I realize that that that's what I saw. It was exactly as it was in the picture. So uh, that's my first story. I got another story about the same section of woods that I'll uh, go into on this next recording. All right, thanks, guys.
1: So first off, I'd like to say thank you for calling in and letting us experience this call,
0: yeah, definitely, thanks for sharing it. yeah,
1: it's an awesome story. What do you think about the story, Steve?
0: Um definitely bizarre. I like the fact that he described the trees moving with the flap of the wings like yeah. that is a big creature, yeah a huge the other, creature to have that much force
1: the other minute detail that I enjoyed was the uh, how he noted that the bird was halfway up the tree because the
0: top of the tree wouldn't support it yeah, yeah. that was kind of a cool little insight there that's a big animal and interestingly enough <laughs> it's not the first thunderbird story that we've received No, from the area this right. is correct. So I we had this one in the backlog for a little bit that I was just kind of saving for like if we did a crypted feature. But when we got this call, I thought, man, that's you know that's that's two from a relatively close area. Yeah, and maybe there's maybe there's something to it. You know what I mean? Right. So this we got anonymously. The same so. as our call. Yeah, we're just going to put this out there. Okay, here's a short story. When I was about 16 or 17, in 1991 or so, I was on a ride with my future wife on the west side of Jerseyville out in the country, and she was driving. I looked out the window, and I saw a giant bird in one swoop go behind the tree line. It happened so fast, I can't even say what it looked like, just that it was gigantic, and the wingspan had to be between 20 to 30 feet. It was bigger than most of the full-sized trees. I've never seen it again, and I don't tell this story to many people. Sounds familiar, right? It does. Except in, you know,
1: the caller's story, it actually coincided with the name of the animal. You know, there was a thunderstorm going on.
0: Yeah, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah. You know, in some lore, is these animals kind of halfway create the storm itself.
0: Yeah, and and Jerseyville's close to Carrollton, so it's all kind of our home turf, so to speak. So, I mean, with two stories kind of corroborating one another, there definitely could be a giant bird living in the area.
1: Which would be wild if... These happened within the same year or years,
0: yeah, because that would be kind of crazy, yes. So, caller, if you can recall about what year it took place, because our email from our anonymous uh listener said happened about 1991. If you can kind of try to put stuff together and see where that was, that would be wild. Might just, I mean, it might have been a big, big dude just passing through, but also. For people that aren't local to our area, about ten mile, no, about what, twenty miles from here, we have the Great Piesaw Bird. Yep, which is Native American lore of this giant winged creature, part dragon, part goat. Yeah, it's wild. That carried off Native American Braves, huge winged, flew around, devoured people, lived in the river. I don't know how. I don't know the whole story, but it's it's kind of odd that these stories of these giant birds have been resonating through the area for hundreds of years, yeah. for centuries. Yep. So there might be some meat on the bones of this story. Yeah,
1: it's pretty cool. Encryptids are always always fun to, to listen to. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. And to our two uh, story submitters, thank you a ton for taking the time to share your stories with us. Absolutely. If anyone else out there has seen a giant bird, I know that there has been because people have been talking about it on the Facebook page. Call us in. Share your story with us. Maybe not so much a bird. I posted a pterodactyl article, and people started coming out of the woodwork talking about seeing a pterodactyl. So, yes, call us with your stories. The more we can get out there, the better, and people can get talking about it. It's just awesome. Yeah, thanks again. All right, so we're going to bounce into this little grab bag episode we're going to put together where me and Kyle each pick some things to talk about. We saw in the news or we came across on the Internet, and we thought it would be cool to share. So I guess I'll start out first. I came across this two weeks ago maybe. Probably. Last week. And I thought it was interesting, so I'll let all you guys in on it see what you think. Um Scientists attempting to open a portal to a parallel universe. Dumb. You don't like that idea, Kyle? Nope. Don't think it's a good idea?
1: No. Have you watched Stranger Things? (laughs) Well. (laughs) I mean, there's that.
0: There is that. So this article comes from The Independent. I will read this for you guys to see what you think about it. And we'll go from there. So let me get this queued up to where I can read it. And we will go. It says, could 2019 be the year humans open the first portal to a shadowy dimension which mirrors our own world? Scientists in Oak Ridge National Laboratory in eastern Tennessee hope so and have completed in building equipment that they're going to test later this summer, which may allow us to glimpse, or the first glimpse of a parallel universe, which could be identical in many ways to our own, with mere particles, mere planets, and the possibility of even mirrored life. That is according to Leah Brosard, the physicist behind the project who described the attempt to reveal a hidden shadow world as pretty wacky in an interview with NBC last week. The discovery of a concealed mirrored world may sound like science fiction from Stranger Things series, but it has been repeatedly suggested by physicists as temp- as a tempting means of explaining anomalous results. However, as of yet hard, hard evidence such a realm exists has refused to manifest itself. One set of anomalous results and the ones which inspired the research date back to the early 90s when particle physicists were measuring the time it took for neutron particles to break down into protons once they were removed from an atom's nucleus. In one, the free neutrons were captured by magnetic fields and herded into laboratory bottle traps, and in others, they were detected by the subsequent appearance of proton particles from a nuclear reactor stream. Those particles fired out in the stream from the nuclear reactor lived on an average for 14 minutes and 48 seconds, nine seconds longer than those from the bottle traps. It may sound like a small difference, but it has troubled scientists ever since. The existence existence of a mirrored world offers a credible explanation, that there are two separate neutron lifetimes, and it could be that around 1% of neutrons could be crossing the divide between our reality and the mirrored world before crossing back and then emitting a detectable proton. The new experiment will fire a beam of neutrons at an impenetrable wall. On the other side of the wall, a neutron detector will be set up, which normally would expect to detect nothing. But if the detector does register the presence of neutrons, the theory is that they may have gone through the wall by oscillating into the mirrored world, becoming mere neutrons, then reappearing in this universe, more specifically in the lab in Tennessee. Only the ones that can oscillate and then come back into our universe can be detected, says Miss Bossard. Furthermore, the team will set up magnetic fields on either side of the wall, which they can alter in strength. It's hoped certain strengths may help the oscillation of the particles. Despite the tidy theory, the team is playing down the chances of revealing reality's shadowy twin. I fully expect to measure zero, Bussard said in the initial test. But if they do detect a neutron on the far side of the wall, it could have profound implications. If you discover something new like that, the game totally changes, she told NBC. The existence of a mere world could also explain our universe's lack of the isotope lithium-7, which physicists believe doesn't match the quantities that the Big Bang would have created. The detection of high-energy cosmic rays which come from beyond our galaxy, could also be explained by the existence of the mirrored world. They're too powerful to have traveled only through the observed universe, but if they had oscillated into the mirror realm and then back out again, it could explain why that is the case. So, Kyle, that was a lot of physics terminology yeah, and mumbo-jumbo, but the gist is that they can fire these particles toward an impenetrable wall. The only way to make it on the other side of the wall is for it to pass through a mirrored realm, which is essentially uh, another universe.
1: Okay. A couple things right off the gate. A, the title's clickbait
0: then. True. Kind of.
1: Kind of. Because they're not actually opening a portal to another
0: world. But if the particles go through there, they have they're essentially going through an opening mm, kind of but it's not how
1: we envision it
0: it's like the baby steps of opening a portal
1: right so before we get off topic here my other thing is why is that a good thing because in the beginning she says that it would be a good thing and we're hopeful that we do get to do this I don't understand why Yeah. and the last thing that I noticed why are you calling it a shadowy world Because of shadow people that live there, clearly. I'm just just saying, it's kind of an ominous name to give to something that you would probably want to sell on the optimistic side of things. So, uh, sunny people? Mm, I don't know if I'd go that road with it. (laughs) You just say a mirror world. I mean, that doesn't sound...
0: That's kind of creepy, too, though. eh,
1: not as much as shadowy because that makes you think of the upside down.
0: I don't want any part of any of that world. No. But as far as opening a portal goes, you know as soon as us as humans being curious and dumb at the same time, as soon as they get a portal or <laughs> as soon as they get a particle through that realm once they get they break that seal, you know they're going to be sending other crap through there. Oh yeah, it won't be it's long. Gonna be they're going to send people. Viruses, through. mice, puppies, Yep. Monkeys, people. Yep, yep.
1: right. It, it's inevitable. They, the they is, find a way through. They're going to keep trying.
0: The thing is, scientists. When you open a door, right, to send things through. What else happens when you open doors?
1: Things can come through. Things can on come our in. Side.
0: Like you said, you watch Stranger Things. As as Hollywood as that is. It's not that far-fetched.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that is being on the downside of things, you know, looking at it very negatively. But, you know, I don't... I guess aside from, like, what what are the positives to doing this? Other than, I don't know, maybe resources and, and sharing intellect with each other?
0: I mean, and we know so little we don't even know if we could if their resources are we could use them you know what I mean yeah we
1: don't even know what's on that's assuming that it is what how they're explaining it. a mirror
0: everything about that universe could be completely uh, negative to our universe that's right that's what I mean that and when they call it a mirrored universe another thing I think of they said mirrored cells mirrored planets mirrored life you open that door and you have people freely flowing back and forth, how do you know wh- which one you're supposed to be in? Right.
1: You know? Especially if everything is the same. How are both you going to It'd be hard to monitor people. You, it'd be a... And I mean, our world can't even get along as it is.
0: Without mirrored people. Yeah. We can't get along as people. So imagine an entire other world on top of that. Can you imagine a world with two of in it? No. That suck for everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, just because, (sighs) just because you can do it, doesn't mean you should do it.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. You'd, You'd have to give me a pretty convincing list of
0: positives. Like you heard, you read the Fermi paradox, like why we don't hear from, yeah, aliens in the universe. One of the theories is that we get too far advanced. Maybe it's opening those parallel universe doors to where our civilization stops.
1: Yeah, you
0: know, I I feel
1: like we could be rapidly approaching that the paradox there the, where that, we we just keep the great divide. The yeah, like fine where line. we keep pushing for advancement, but we don't know what we're doing. Essentially, we don't know what we're getting ourselves into. We're just like, hey, let's just roll the die. It's like it's like CERN. It's no different than CERN. I mean, they have they they build this giant particle accelerator and they're like, Hey, there is a chance that we could create a black hole that'll at the minimum destroy the planet.
0: Probably just destroy the universe.
1: And they're just like okay, let's just push the button and see what happens. Let's
0: roll these dice. Yeah, and they did
1: it anyways.
0: Yeah. The science, you know, and, bud. And then science.
1: I don't know. But then speaking of CERN, you know, you you look into the them and it, dude. There's a whole lot of mystery around that place. It's a whole lot there's, of mystery everywhere. Like. There's been reports of. Okay, I'll draw it back a minute. There was a little bit of controversy that CERN was possibly trying to open a doorway to hell. They're trying to break that gate. Dope. Okay, I don't know if a lot of the listeners are not religious but that's besides the point because there were a lot of people that supposedly seen what they were classifying as demons around this area. And then what I find truly, I thought it was kind of slightly disturbing. So you have this big scientific building, right? Well, I've never been there, so I can't hundred percent clarify, but to my knowledge, they have the goddess Shiva, a statue of it outside their their building, which if I remember correctly, she is the goddess of destruction.
0: Sweet. Yes.
1: So not only do they have that, but they also had video, and I'm pretty sure you can still find it on the internet, where they were quote unquote having a mock sacrifice to Shiva yeah I saw that yeah and they said it was a giant dope or joke
0: yeah once once the kid posted it and I don't know if he was like a science student or an intern or what but once he posted it online they came out and they're like oh it was all just fake we're just messing with you guys
1: but that doesn't sound like something scientists would do
0: Scientists can be freaky I don't know It just it's weird it makes you wonder if anybody would have heard about it if that kid didn't take the video. Exactly. That's what I, like I think.
1: I don't I still don't understand why you'd have a the des- goddess of destruction outside your building
0: because you want to destroy
1: shit. It's weird man. It's weird.
0: I got one outside of my building. Well <laughs> okay. Hey holocult. the weather's getting nice and you know what that means It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids.
1: And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all and it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin, hollow sky branded boots. How awesome would that be?
0: Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: But you know, there's, I don't know, it's just strange. Yeah. It's something that I can't explain. Like, And then if you're, I don't know. It blows
0: back to like, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it.
1: Well, on top of that. Let's pretend for a second that everybody acknowledges that hell and heaven are real. Why are you trying to open that door? Just to see what's inside? No. No, 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 no. See
0: what's down there? No. To get Jimi Hendrix back. Not worth it. Kurt Cobain. Not worth it. Uh, Ric Flair after he
1: dies. Okay, that might be worth it. Right.
0: But no, I don't know. Maybe, who knows? Who knows?
1: It's dangerous games. Dangerous, dangerous games.
0: Who'd you rather make a deal with? The dude downstairs who deals in all the nefarious shit, who's probably got all the cool stuff? Or the dude upstairs who's like, hey, you need to do things right and you can't have any fun.
1: I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far.
0: But it is weird that they just they just happen to make like a mock sacrifice like i don't know why like you said why yeah why unless there's some kind of weird hazing ritual or some something stupid like that because there's no
1: need for it
0: well that's true but i mean (laughs) that's true
1: people are not very
0: intelligent no you're giving you're giving people too much credit just because they have a science degree i know it's ridiculous. But, yeah, that was a story I thought you guys would be interested in. I know it was a lot of physics talk and neutrons and protons and megatrons. A lot of trons there. bunch of trons. But I figured it, you guys would probably like to hear about it, especially if somebody's trying to open up a gateway to alternate realities. We just wanted you to know.
1: That could have dire consequences yeah. on everything.
0: If I get on the podcast and I start sounding not like me, it's mirrored me. So, Warren Kyle,
1: well, to further go down the rabbit hole here, what is up with dimensional beings? That stuff messes with my brain like what iterate for me, so like there was a little bit of a discussion on a podcast I was listening to the other day, but so we are in technically what a four a four d plane. Like how what we're living in because we have they classify it as like like the dimensions, right, so you got your what height is that right,
0: yeah, I'm trying to think of how they break down
1: because we are from my understanding in the fourth because we use timed as well,
0: yeah, you'd have like a like a perfectly flat plane is one d right. Just perfectly flat. 2D would be like horizontal and vertical, right? I guess to explain. Gotcha. 3D would be like
1: you're gonna add basically would be like depth. a
0: sphere, yeah, yeah. Like you could have like say an ant walking on a sphere, right? Around, yeah, you. You can go like... up, down, and back and forth, right. side to side. 4D. Is time the fourth? Is that?
1: I don't know. That's just what I heard. I don't know. So Let me look it up. Let's just pretend. Carry on. Let's just pretend that we're in the three D. I, I don't know. Dement. They were talking about how like. So essentially, kind of like when we talked about the stickmen, how there could be two D creatures that, um, when they just turn sideways, you can't see them. Yeah. I totally read about that. And then they were saying, "Oh, because the discussion was on Bigfoot, and they were saying that Bigfoot figured out how to manipulate dimensions. I don't know. They were, and then they were started running up dimensions. Right? They they started saying that it's highly possible that there are creatures in like the sixteenth dimension, which we can't even put together. What is oh, a, yeah. what is the sixteenth dimension?
0: They they compared it to like an ant, like say an ant lives in a three D world. It can go." back and forth side to side and up and down but it it essentially has no like it can have no idea that we're even there with our concept of time and living and everything like it has no idea that like we're out there in 4D unless we interact with it it can't even comprehend that another dimension exists unless that dimension interacts with us gotcha and then that's so far behind in advancement that it it would never like they would come up with other other reasons as to why things are happening does that make sense like kind they explain so, it away
1: so it would be kind of like at the end of men in black where they open up the locker door you know and they look out and into the subway but essentially our entire universe is inside this locker door
0: yeah or like in the cat in the cat uh yeah thing. Alright, here's the thing I've just pulled up on Wikipedia. Bear with me, I'm reading this again. In physics and mathematics, the dimension of a mathematical space or object is informally defined as the minimum number of coordinates needed to specify any point within it. Basically a line. So a line has a dimension of one because only one coordinate is needed to specify a point on it. For example, the point at five on a number line... Uh, oh, the point at five on a number line. A surface, such as a plane... Or the surface of a cylinder or sphere has a dimension of two because you need two coordinates to specify a point. So if you have a line, you can specify a point with one dot. Right. If you have a plane like the surface of this computer, you have to have two dots. You have to have like a horizontal and a vertical. Gotcha. To specify one point. Um, so latitude and longitude are required to locate a point on a sphere. The inside of a cube or a cylinder or a sphere is three-dimensional because the qu- three coordinates are needed, and so on and so forth. In classical mathematics, space and time are different categories and refer to absolute space and time. Blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to figure out what the fourth dimension is comprised of.
1: But, but essentially, mathematically, it gets really heavy.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine a space that needed 16 different co- like coordinates to be able to specify a single point in it
1: i dude i can't even i don't know like i don't because
0: you have you would have latitude longitude time space space, and it just i don't know physics messes with with my head and makes me feel stupid and i know i'm not that stupid like i'm not totally smart but i'm not stupid i
1: can't even put together i don't know like i don't even understand what a 16th dimension would be.
0: I'm going to physics.com and 10 dimensions simplified. I feel like it's not going to be that simple. No. Here it is. First dimension, a line with two points. That's easy. Second dimension, a plane. Okay. Third dimension, we now added the depth of the z axis, this dimension in which we experience the world. This is what our world is in 3D. Okay. So to have any point in here, you have to have your latitude, longitude, and height. Yeah, so... That's what we live in.
1: Right, so it'd be like a cube.
0: Yeah. Fourth dimension is not a spatial one, but it consists instead of time. You were right. Time is the fourth dimension. Time helps plot an object location in the universe and also adds a way for the third dimension to change. Remember how the third dimension space is without time? Well, now we officially have space-time. So now, not only are you plotting a point... In that plane, that plane is also moving through time. Wow. That's only the fourth. The fifth dimension. From here, we now begin to see the higher dimensions. These are imperceptible to us, scientists believe. Just wrap your head around that. Scientists say they're imperceptible. We cannot possibly acknowledge their existence because our brains cannot handle it. We can't conceive what the fifth dimension is. Wow! Outside of theory, physics, yeah, and yeah, physics. If if a fifth dimensional being were to come down here and punch me in the eye, I'd be like, "Holy shit, what just happened?" Because I could, my brain couldn't function. <laughs> Would we even see him? No, I just get a big ass black eye. <laughs> so yeah imperceptible to us signs believe because they exist on a subatomic level so it'd be too small it'd be like a little thing punching me in the eye great even better these dimensions are curled in upon themselves in a process known as compactification the the dimensions here are the dimensions here on out really deal with possible oh from here on out really deal with just possibilities the fifth dimension there would be a new world that would allow us to see the similarities and differences between our world and this new one existing in the same position and having the same beginning as our planet, the big bang. So this dimension opens up alternate dimensions basically. Okay. So like It's interesting. So like we could have two worlds and we're finally we're finally able to notice the differences between those worlds. That's kind
1: of ironic. <laughs> like that last
0: more set song
1: no just the fact that this is a grab bag episode and look where we're going and we started out with
0: alternate dimension (laughs) it's weird (laughs) so yeah so essentially they could exist exactly the same time at the same point but that's why we can't prove it because they're imperceivable to us except now that they're almost going to achieve that in a way Kind of. Shoot it through. That's kind of crazy. Sixth dimension is an entire plane of new worlds that would allow you to see all possible futures, presents, and pasts with, again, the same beginning as our universe. So every possible outcome ever of the world is in the sixth dimension. You see every, you're Doctor Strange in it. You're seeing every outcome ever of everything ever. (laughs) That's wild. Every possible outcome. And
1: there's four more dimensions beyond
0: this. That's just if there's ten. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) Seventh dimension. In the seventh dimension, up to the ninth, we now have the possibility of new universes with new physical forces of nature's and different laws of gravity and light. The seventh dimension is the beginning of this, where we encounter new universes which have different beginnings from ours. So up to the seventh, everything started with the Big Bang. Correct. So every alternate universe, alternate world, everything possibly there started with the Big Bang. That's just, we assume that everything started with the Big Bang. There could be infinite numbers of Big Bangs. Right. Is what they're saying. Or
1: no Big Bang at all.
0: So things that started outside of the Big Bang start in the seventh dimension. The eighth dimension. This dimension is a plane of all possible pasts and futures for each universe stretching infinitely. Wow. That's past and present of everything ever forever. Yeah. Okay, ninth dimension. The ninth dimension lays bare all the universal laws of physics and the conditions of each individual universe. What? I don't even know what that means. I don't either. That's why I said what. It's like the... Dart of universal law in physics.
1: I feel like if I was really smart and I got to understand physics, physics physics would be awesome.
0: Yeah, it's hard to understand. It is really hard to understand the tenth or eleventh dimension. Some scientists believe that the multiverse only has ten dimensions, while others put that number at eleven. However, a universe cannot have more than eleven dimensions because of self-consistency. Okay, so we're we're corrected. Apparently, there can only be eleven they become unstable and collapse back down into 11 or 10 so they can never get above that at this point anything's possible there are all futures all pasts all beginnings all ends indefinitely extended a dimension of anything you could possibly imagine ever where everything comes together
1: so in a in a place like that let's let's assume there are 11 dimensions in a place like, Maybe not, though. I don't know. The way my mind my mind's seeing it is we would never even be able to acknowledge the 11th dimension. You know what I mean? Because it's it's everything constantly going in every which direction possible forever and ever and ever and ever and ever.
0: Yeah. It gets, it's so big that it cannot get past itself. If it tries to go to a 12th dimension, it collapses back upon That's itself. That's crazy. String theory also has an answer for the mysterious moment before the Big Bang occurred. The universe then consisted of nine perfectly symmetrical dimensions and one time dimension. The four fundamental forces, which are gravity, weak nuclear, strong nuclear, and electromagnetism, were held together under extremely high pressure and temperature, when it became unstable and broke into dimensions of time and space we know today. When the first four are predictable to us, and the last six or seven are reduced down to sizes smaller than an atom. While the idea of a multiverse is fun in terms of science fiction and daydreaming, it's also mathematically sound and would provide a framework for a theory of everything, which is exactly what the string theory attempts to be.
1: So basically, we could literally be some science experiment. Like, the size of, we could be in a Petri dish right now. Our yeah, entire universe, absolutely. everything that we know, so <laughs> that's fucking
0: and we crazy. can't comprehend it outside of the fifth. We can't comprehend it outside the fifth dimension.
1: That's insane.
0: Because we have a hard enough. Think about it. We have a hard enough time thinking about time.
1: Yeah we can't even get around that.
0: No, it's we we put it in this in this nice little box of comprehension, 24 hours in a day, 60 minutes in an hour, 60 seconds in a minute. Right. We just we just use it as a way to keep our lives running when yeah. time on a universal level has nothing to do with that. That's true. Like time that we think about has a set beginning and an end. You grow older, you you are born and then you die. But time on a universal level Probably um, It doesn't even run like that No Like time is is not a linear force
1: This stuff hurts my brain
0: Makes you feel dumb doesn't it It does
1: make me feel really stupid Like I said if I could understand it I'd probably be I'd probably be excited about it all the time Or terrified Well that's true too (laughs) I don't know I think it would be fun to understand it but i don't have the time to learn physics at all ever
0: i feel like it would stress me out
1: i don't know i don't know that i'd have the honestly i don't know that i'd have the willpower no to to learn physics my hat's off to those guys that learn that stuff it's crazy
0: me either that would suck like it'd be cool to comprehend it but it would suck to think about the possibilities I wonder what how do you how do you understand every possible future you don't ever you can't for every possible universe ever the infinite of the infinite
1: you can't there's no possible way You're, I would really like to know what would happen
0: we are incredibly naive to think that we know a lot of shit. Yeah. As a race, as a human being. But, you know, dropping... Our feeble minds aren't ready to comprehend what's outside of this this fucking solar system, let alone this
1: universe. I know, that's why, I'm like, what I'm getting ready to say is, you know, in this article it says that we can't even comprehend the fifth, except now we're almost trying to break into the fifth. yeah. In a shoot nutshell. shit, boy. So it makes me shoot wonder. Shoot shot, Kyle. It makes me wonder what's going to happen.
0: Hopefully they shoot it all the way into the damn 11th. And then. Oh, God. Then, then we just
1: create a a big bang again.
0: You, you, We create the 12th by shooting a giant tube right through the last seven. <laughs> Oops. And it all just bleeds over. <laughs> yeah, the whole every dimension just collapses and then we don't know what happened. Because yeah. we'll all be dead.
1: Yeah, we probably wouldn't even. You probably wouldn't even know.
0: How do we get to this point?
1: I have no idea. It's weird that it kind of came full circle.
0: We're probably rambling. Probably a little bit. So bear
1: with us. But it was It's supposed to be this way. It was supposed to, you know, we're trying something new. Seeing if everybody uh, kind of likes the chaos. And Because literally, <laughs> we did not plan this at all. We both kind of...
0: Just picked and choose picked things. Picked and
1: choosed but, because really I wanted to, I just remembered it. It's something that's kind of odd, like, and it's fucking way off topic of where we are now. <laughs> but uh,
0: We haven't even got to yours yet, Kyle. No, <laughs> and that's what
1: going. I mean. Like, it's crazy that it came this far full circle where...
0: We might as well just wrap this one up as an episode and then just do this as another episode. Yeah,
1: we can. We can for sure. But it, it's just weird that, you know, I got to thinking about just dimensional beings being able to manipulate down to us or up to us or whatever it is. And it kind of came full circle.
0: It's bizarre. It is bizarre. Physics is terrible. It's not awesome.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I give props to all those guys that do this stuff.
0: So this was going to be a grab bag episode, but it just turned into an episode about again alternate realities because that seems to be the way we go with things most of the time. Yeah, that's the stuff that's the it's pretty interesting, really. <laughs> Especially with Stranger Things out now. It's on everybody's mind. Yeah, it was a good show. Crack them shit's open. Yeah. Open the portal.
1: But yeah, we're we're going to try to have these every once in a while because there are like there are things that pop up that are kind of hard to chase down. And I say that like with what you sent me a while back on the uh, the CIA guy releasing a statement that says that well it was it was on the lines that he was saying that basically aliens use our world i.e. Earth as a buffet
0: supermarket a supermarket okay supermarket that would be awful
1: yeah I mean and that's what I mean like those types of situations are good for. Kind of a grab bag rabbit hole type deal yeah, because just kind of opening
0: the floodgates and letting us chat.
1: That and how far are you gonna get researching this? You know, you're, unless you have direct CIA contacts, which if that would be possible, we're yeah, definitely into any,
0: that. If there's any CIA whistleblowers that want to talk to us, we will get you on the show. Oh yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but I'll uh, sit out. And you can have my microphone. i can yell just talk back. to you. Yeah, I'll be like, I got a question. And I'll raise my hand, <laughs> and I'll just come in here and take the mic and be like, "Yo,
1: we can just share one."
0: Yeah, are aliens real?
1: But you know, aside from having those types of resources, I mean, I don't see you getting too crazy far into those subjects.
0: <laughs> That's what we thought about this but, one. Yeah,
1: so. I mean, it, anything's
0: possible, I guess. We get carried away sometimes.
1: Most of the time.
0: That's what we're here for, though.
1: Yeah. We got pretty decent chemistry at times.
0: Yeah. Not physics, though. No. We're not
1: good at that. Well, I guess chemistry itself I'm not very good at either.
0: I had a chemistry set. (laughs) Counts. I think I started to fire with it when I was in, like, third grade. (laughs) (laughs) But I digress. So... It was going to be a grab bag, but I think we're just going to wrap it up because we've already been talking for almost an hour. Yeah. We'll try again next week. Maybe see what happens.
1: Yeah, we'll see what you guys think of this stuff.
0: So again, thanks for tuning in, hanging out with us. Thanks for all the interaction on um, the Facebook page. It's kind of been popping off lately, mostly with Storm Area 51 memes. But even even as such, it's fun. Still interaction. Yeah, it's fun. And that's that's what it's all
1: about. Yeah, you know, because sometimes I worry that in some of our episodes or some of uh, the little segments here, we get a little bit too too carried away, or we laugh a little too much, I guess. Because I think I feel like some people out here take this stuff really serious.
0: I mean, they they should. There's a time for that. You know well, I mean? yeah,
1: but I, at the same time, like you. You can't just be Mr. Grump ass serious about everything. You got to kind of laugh and have fun, you know. It's, yeah, that's true. You know, it's it, by you guys listening to us, I feel like you want to enjoy things too. It doesn't always necessarily got to be scary and serious.
0: Yeah. It's a crazy ride, so we're just Yeah, we're taking just you guys with us. Exactly. <laughs> so again, thank you for hanging out with us. And again, if you have any crazy stories hit us up crazy experiences let us know we'll gladly share them yeah
1: I want to hear some Wendigo stories
0: oh yeah Kyle's been big on the Wendigo Uh, so it's
1: definitely caught my attention here lately
0: anyone have any Wendigo stories from up north or skinwalkers out west or anything get them in here email us that would
1: make my day right now the Wendigos they've got me
0: so on that note Kyle's getting carried away by the windigos. Yeah, if and... we don't cut
1: it off now, we're going to get
0: going. <laughs> you guys all stay weird. Be safe out there.